spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Thursday. Oh my gosh, that was like six happies. I'm very happy. I'm not that happy. It's cold outside. Let's get some warm weather here. It looks beautiful outside. It's not that good. I think I can see my breath. And if I can see my breath, this is not good. No. Okay. All right. Gorgeous outside. Should should Arizona pay homeless uh, people a monthly income? Yeah. There's a bill that's being proposed, not here, but in Oregon, that's going to be tested everywhere because uh, it's spectacular already. $25 million thrown up to do what? Well, another proposed Oregon bill would give homeless and low-income people $1,000 a month. The Department of Human Services would administer the People's Housing Assistance Fund demonstration program to distribute the money for one year. The payments would be given to people who are experiencing homelessness, are at risk of homelessness, or are earning at or below 60% of the area's median income. Now, the bill was proposed by Aloha Senator Winsvey Campos, the youngest senator ever elected in oh, Oregon. Good. That matters. Uh... They interviewed some people, and I will say uh, they they chose. Uh, I don't know how they chose it, but did they interview homeless people? Yes, okay. and uh, let's just say you know they had questions too. So the way they're going to work, Portland State's going to have they're going to get twenty five million bucks, and once the twenty five million's you know allocated and gone, uh, it's gone. There's no more. Like this is just a let's see. Am I fine uh, uh, helping out somebody who yeah. is uh, in a house right now? Yeah. Am I fine handing $1,000 off to somebody who's homeless? And living in a tent. With zero accountability for the money every month? No, I am not. How do you prove what they're buying? That's exactly. Well, it might be vouchers. Vouchers for what? Because what if I've got a voucher for something or you give me a card for something, let me tell you what they do. If it's a card for $1,000, they'll sell it for $600 cash. There's no doubt. Uh, Listen. I heard about this story. I knew you wanted to talk about it. I started hating it as soon as I heard it. Um, just handing out. Ca- Listen, I'll, I'll even say this. You know, when you're you're on the highway and you you know you're pulling off, yeah. And there's someone there that's asking for money. I don't give any money. I, I don't do it. I don't I I don't know their story. Um, I've done a ton of stories, by the way, where you know some of the people are not homeless. They're just dressing up as a homeless person. Yeah, that's I know that sound, sounds a little callous. I'm just I, and to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to drink the money that I give them. Because if I give you a 20, and let's say you are homeless, but you're homeless because of drugs and that, I'm just helping you continue your bad habit. And I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the guy that gives you a $20 bill and you use it in a way that's not helping you. No. I, would, I, I don't want to see anybody homeless. It, I was in downtown Phoenix last night for the Eagles concert. It breaks my heart to watch, to look at that encampment. Yeah. It's horrendous. No one should live like that. We're the United States of America. Nobody should live like that. But these people, and a lot of them, and let's be real, let's, and I think we need to do something here, which, you know, I always get yelped at, but I'll say it again. A lot of it is you've got a lot of people that are that are junkies, and they're mentally ill, and they're living on the street, and you're the, the mentally ill, you have a tough time figuring out what to do because they have have constitutional rights. You're not going to snatch them off the street. The the people that are junkies, you're not going there. Uh, ask an addict. They'll tell you. Until they make that decision, they're not going to ever get themselves clean. Yeah. And so what happens? Uh, they, we want accountability. If I give you a thousand bucks, all I'm doing at this point is helping you to your death. It's a terrible idea. 
I'm helping you to your death. No, That's it. I'm not doing anything other than that. We're giving money away with no accountability. You know, it. I, I know. I don't know. This might be a bad example. Um, remember when Katrina hit? Yes. And we had a lot of people that lost their homes. Uh, and what the United States government did was they gave them money. And they gave them a car. Like a, it a was card, like a debit yeah. card. Uh, and people bought a TV. They took cruises. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff. I mean, right. it, look at COVID. How much you know theft was there? People, you, you, if you can't have accountability. And the thing is, how many times have we heard... Well, you know, I'm not going to stay in that shelter because they've got rules and I don't want to follow the rules. Then that's good. So but don't complain when somebody says, well, you know what? Uh, We don't want to give any money. Why don't you give me money? Because there are rules with that. And if we have no accountability, any of this stuff, it's the continuation of throwing money away. Good money after after good money. And then it becomes bad money. But we're still throwing it away. And I the fear is we're going to start having programs like this fan out and we're not going to help anybody. All we're going to end up doing is comforting them and giving them an opportunity to get to their death a little sooner. Yeah. All right. So if you're not mentally ill, if you're not if you're not mentally ill, if you're not a drug addict and you're on the street because of some sort of rent issue, okay? Cuz that does happen too. But it happens so it happens though. I, I know, but it does happen, but I don't think that they are the ones that are in a tent. No, they're not. Because I think if you lose your apartment, let's say you're a married couple and you got a kid and 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 you've you're down on your luck and you lost your job and this this stuff happens in Arizona. We know that. Uh, I think what they're doing is they're looking for places that There's are going to help. There's a shelter out there. They're going to be. Yeah. You've got friends. Most people have friends or family. We talked about the couch serving. Sofa there, surfing, uh, right? Yeah. They aren't going to allow you to be homeless. Right. But you can be homeless and go and sleep on someone's couch yeah. for a week. And, and that's what's called sofa surfing. Yeah, then sofa you go to another friend's house. And, and so that kind of stuff. But if you're just going to. All right. Put it this way. If you're going to go to downtown Phoenix. And you're going to go to the homeless encampment, and you're going to hand out $1,000 to each person. You're not, are you doing them a favor? No, you're not. Okay, will they get off the street and go uh, and get a hotel room, a motel room? Maybe I don't to know. party. Maybe. But they're not going there because to they're trying warm. to change their life. Or to keep, Maybe warm, to keep warm, but, I mean, honestly. But they're not going there to change their life. You're, you're just, well, they're trying to survive from day to day. Yeah, but the, but, but so to give much them, of that is to getting the drugs and doing those things. Some of it is that, absolutely. Absolutely. So instead of giving them $1,000, how much is this whole thing going to be? It's $25 million. Over a year, and the Portland State will obviously it's, get a, a decent amount of that to do the I don't the know study. what they're doing. They're making it. They're, 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 what they're doing is, well, we don't know what to do, so we're just going to hand out money. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, California, they're handing out phones now, and guess what you get with that? Free Netflix. You're making it easy for them to live on the streets. Like, all right, what would, you, what would it be is, all right, how, what if we turn this around real quick? Uh, instead of just giving them money. What if they were to prove that uh, they're renting an apartment and then they were given that money? Or what if they were to uh, approve uh, this drug is, testing? Yeah. Or that I bought food. You know, but how, how do you do that? I, I don't know. See, that thing is the. And then you get the thousand yeah, dollars. If, if like, you prove And that's the whole thing. They're not we're not quite sure how we're going to keep this thing accountable. But if you hand somebody something and they want drugs. Right. They want to get they, they want to drink whatever it is that they're trying to do. They'll figure out a way to flip it for cash. Right. So if you're offering me a thousand dollars and all I got to give you is six hundred bucks. Mm. 
Okay. Giving people money is not always the right thing to do. No. It's just not. And there's got to be a better... And you know what? It's They're not la- there because they made great choices. It's lazy, Chad, is yeah, what it is. Absolutely. It's just It's lazy. You got a bunch of lawmakers. We don't know what to do. Let's give them money. No. That's not going to solve the problem. No. Mm-mm. It might make it worse. It might. All right. It might. So, Oregon law, uh, paying homeless people $1,000 a month. Listen, we put homeless people on the air. We put you know, folks with shelters on the air. Uh, there's a better way. We have to help them. Paying them $1,000 a month, it, I don't think it's going to And there's got to be accountability all of that. Right. Because everybody's working hard for their money, and they're and giving their money and doing this and donating and taxes. Right. There needs to be accountability. We don't want to just hand people stuff and just, oh, you know, whatever happens, happens. That doesn't work. Coming up right now, time for Five Spot. Five, five Spot. We're going to put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals got ripped on their report card for having... Pretty bad training facilities. Yeah. Like, there was, let's, it, some of it was that players had to pay for their own, you know, training and meals. Their, their meals and all that. Let's extrapolate something from that. What, in your opinion, is the poorest working condition that you've ever experienced? Let's have a little fun with that. We've got some stories. You have worked for a company, and you know what? It's like, I can't believe that this was there. Uh, I heard the other day there were, a teacher texted us, hey, you know what? Behind that wall that I've worked for, uh, worked at for five years, they found all this mold. Ugh, you know, 602-277-KTAR. Maybe you work for a company. Poorest working conditions that you've experienced. Next. And Chad. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. All oh, five spot. We put you on the spot about a new story everybody's talking about. Uh, here's one The Arizona Cardinals were graded on a certain, it's like eight categories. It was, uh, and this is some of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not what they put out on the field because that wasn't good either. Family treatment. Nutrition, weight room. So think about their players that go in. Yeah. Strength okay. staff, training room, training staff, locker room, all travel and all that kind of stuff. So this uh, report came out and they graded all the teams. And the Cardinals were second to last. Uh, the Only the Washington Commanders got worse marks. So, like, I'll give you an example. Uh, Kyler Murray. Boy, you know, he, he goes in during the offseason, and, and he'd like to use the training equipment, right? As, as you do. As you would think. Uh, and then, you know what? <laughs> it, was t- it was tough, man. I did shoulders, and I did all this stuff, and Leg I got work. legs. Yeah. Uh, boy, I'm, I'm a big-time Cardinals player. Uh, I'm going to have some lunch here. They made him pay for his lunch. <sighs> That's not a good thing. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. They're the only team that does that. They make you pay for your own food if you're a player. Man. And you're making that company, the Arizona Cardinals, millions of dollars, and they won't give you a free bologna sandwich. Hey, my grandfather, he, I, I used to work, so he owned all... Do you of, have a bad working yeah, condition? He, he owned all of the commercial dumps in uh, Southern in Orange County and mm-hmm. Southern California, and so I worked with him for years, and I would go out, and I would be in the dump, in the garbage, and you know, at least he bought me lunch. Every day he bought me lunch, but <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, I got... I, I, you'd open up this, you know, there's a refrigerator. Chad, go get the refrigerator. You know, and so I'd have to go get it, put it on my back, you know, like a real refrigerator. Just 
taught me how to harness it, and I'd start walking with it, and I, you know, open it, and oh, there's a rattlesnake inside. Oh I mean, gosh, I'm a cut up metal everywhere. I mean, you know, it, it was it was brutal, 110 degrees, but I'm still wearing long sleeves because I'm sick and tired of looking like I'm cutting myself every day. It was gnarly, and yeah. then I think to myself, well, you know, I'm not, you know, digging for copper in a mine in you know far away land, but at least he bought me lunch. All right, poorest working conditions you've ever experienced, 277-KTAR. Isaac in Phoenix. Go ahead. Hey there. When I was in um, undergrad, I was going to community college, and I needed a summer job and couldn't find one. So I took the uh, day jobs, daily work, daily pay, and I worked in a place where they made uh, concrete pavers. Uh-huh. The pavers came off on this uh, belt, and you had to stack them in a certain way. First of all, I, my hands bled even though I was wearing gloves, but I couldn't take a lunch break until the uh, machinery broke down. Whoa. Did you break it on purpose so you can get some lunch? Uh, it was you had to just work too fast. Oh goodness me, man! That's... Hey Becky Lynn, you got a story of uh, poorest working conditions? I don't know which one to pick. Oh my gosh! Well, the pantyhose one was uh, yesterday. You know, that, that was, was, a, yeah, was something. That, well, yeah, but that was remember I worked on the air, so I didn't have to. I didn't have to wear the pantyhose. I wear whatever I wanted. But I've worked in a few places where you you know you would go in and you honestly weren't so sure that a rat wasn't going to be in there. Oh, I'm not kidding. Nasty, possibly mold or asbestos in the building, and and that was after it had been cleaned up, supposedly. Yeah, ratty carpeting that didn't look like it had ever been cleaned and never would be. Just things like that, and you just think, oh, how can you own a business and not have any more pride than that? Yeah. Well, I think the Cardinals got to take a long look at themselves and say, uh, this report is either false and uh, and we've 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 been besmirched for no reason. Besmirched, or or you you're, you're second, you're almost dead last. Yeah. And how do you fix this? Because rem- what do players do? They all talk to each other. And right. by the way, the cruddy places that I worked did not buy me lunch. Uh-oh. Just say. Don't worry. We'll buy you lunch. Thank you. We're the Ferrari of radio shows. I bought lunch for the guys today. Did you? Yeah. Because we're working in such a horrible place, right? Because we're awful, outside right? I mean, banging experience. hammers and we're on the roof. No, we're not. We were hanging out talking. I'm like, I'm buy you guys lunch today. Coming up next, will your kids' we're school... an amazing place. Will your kids' school start incorporating feelings uh, into math curriculum? Next. Uh, most proud pet parents have photos of their furry family members, and we want you to let us see them. Send us a photo of your pet, and you could win a $100 gift card. Head to the contest page at KTR.com for complete details to submit your paw pick. So, uh, social and emotional learning. Be prepared to hear a lot of that. Uh, that's the new thing. And uh, apparently emotions are very important. Who and- named that? Uh, uh, probably somebody in California. Because I don't like the name. It's becomes. It's now a very political idea. Yeah, you know, I don't like the tag that they 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 put it on. Go ahead. Well, I mean, social. I mean, it's we know what it is. So, so you're learn. If you're a kid, you're learning self awareness, self control. There's certain skills that are vital for you to sit in a classroom. That's what they used to just be it. being a kid, right? Exactly, right? You right, know, right, but right. Uh, uh, so, but now they want to uh, bring it into math. That's right, math. And people in Pennsylvania are like, you know what? Maybe a hard no. Huh. 
How do they explain that? What what do feelings have to do with math? Exactly. I've since done more research and found out that the program just started last year, so there isn't any data to see if it's really a good system to use. I've also found out that in 2019, the Baltimore City School System started a um, building a generation program, which instituted the same exact social-emotional learning, and they should be a lot better off than they are right now in math. Yeah, if you don't know about Baltimore, Baltimore scored, are you ready for this? Zero in math for their kids. How do you do that? Zero. None of them are proficient in math. Got it. Zero. Uh, Michigan, uh, 28 schools scored zero Mm. when it comes to math, but they're trying to push this out, and people are asking the question, you know, when I was a kid, when you were a kid, it used to be you go to school and two plus two was four and that, that was it. There, I didn't have to learn other things around why two was two and why two was this or it, it was we were learning and it seemed to work pretty good. And I know that they wanted to bring some critical thinking in, but the critical thinking stuff has lost its way. And now you're talking about stuff as like, well, kids should learn how to interact with each other. You don't allow kids to do that anymore. We don't play on the playground. All the games are designed for whatever thing that is going on because, you know, they're, they're trying to teach you something. They don't let you overcome obstacles anymore. They it is we have lost the plot. And then you wonder why kids are uh, a hot mess. So I have no idea how bringing feelings into algebra is going to work. I don't understand it. So I like your I, feeling. Maybe algebra sucks. <laughs> like, uh, listen, I I struggled with math for forever. You still do. I'm awful. I'm awful. It was always bad. I had a tutor. Uh, I had to take extra. You know, uh, I had to get extra uh, time with the teacher, and it just it didn't click for me. But never once did I think, how is this making other people feel? Because there are questions in the math workbook. Okay. Are you understanding how other people feel? What do, So I don't understand what that means. I'm trying to struggle with whatever X is, Y, and all that stuff is in front of me. Now, in saying that, I just think the whole thing is ridiculous. I don't know how you're going to bring social-emotional learning into algebra. But if you do want to talk about social-emotional learning, I hate the name of it because it's very political now. But... It really talks about how how a kid should have self-control, how you should have these skills uh, to to, you know, that are vital for school and life. And guess what? Kids don't have that. They don't. I don't like calling it SEL. But, you know, a lot of teachers out there, it's not that they're teaching emotional, social, emotional learning. Uh, If something happens in a class and a kid is out of line, you've got to tell the kid why they're out of line. And if you want to name it social emotional learning, I guess I'm okay with that. But the thing is, if you're telling the kid why they're out of line, yeah, uh, you should be able to tell the kid, Jimmy, don't do that again. There's no doubt about it. Not anymore. Now you have to you have to coddle them. A lot of times you have to and, coddle them and call in the staff. It, and it, it's it's teachers aren't given that. Uh, you know, man, I had a teacher, Mrs. Winston. Public school, she would slap me upside the back of the head. She used to grab my arm with her big nails, and she would, uh, you know what? I respected her, though. I respected her big but time. But you don't want somebody doing that to your kid. I know, my, if my kid was as bad as me, and I look, I love Charlie. Charlie's, she's my... Four and a half. She's, she's my angel, but... She's a terror. She is. <laughs> she is. She right. told me the other day, Dad, I just want to be good 
so bad, but sometimes I want to be bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you got to do your thing. You oh, know? my I gosh. Mean, but uh, do I want somebody popping her in the back of the head? No. Well, no. You know, but do, do I understand? But yeah. I also want them to be able to have the, 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 the lane to discipline without having to call in 12 counselors. Right. And allow them to overcome some of the obstacles. And, you know, if she gets frustrated at math, we don't need to sit there and talk about it. She's frustrated at math. I, I don't know what you're going to talk about. Yes. I don't know about, what are your emotions? My emotions is I'm really ticked because I don't get this stuff. Yes. And my emotions is, you know what, when I become a radio host at KTAR and I'm, I'm here for almost 25 years, I'm not going to have to do any math. So one of the uh, people that, uh, school board members, uh, Janelle uh, Ressler, said, why do students need to incorporate their feelings into solving math problems? They don't. By the way, th- have you ever noticed the people that are great at math usually don't have a lot of feelings, right? They're not. Sometimes. Th- yeah, they're very, you know, kind of engineering-ish. Right, right, yeah. Like, we're next to engineers. They're next to, they're, they're not a barrel of laughs. <laughs> I'll be honest, they're next door. They're very nice people. Yeah, they're very nice. But, you know. Uh, I don't think I want to go for a beer with no, them. No, God, but, no. But they're, they're not, not a barrel of laughs. It's not like, whoa, those guys are just part. Hold it down over there, guys. Yeah, more you know? analytical. Yeah, you know, they look at me of. like, why are you wearing swim shorts? I'm like, why aren't you? So, <laughs> you are. By the way, Chad is wearing, like, swim Octopus. shorts. It's ridiculous today. Octopus swim shorts. All right, so let's put a, let's put a bow on this. Uh, math. Uh, why Pennsylvania is considering bringing feelings into it sounds really stupid to me. But if you take the math out, um, I think our kids really don't know how to act. But a lot of that comes from where? Parents. Parents. Yes. Home. Yes. Right? We're- so the teachers, you know, maybe give them a little bit more power to do what they want. And you know what? If they scold a kid, guess what happens? The kid takes his or her cell phone, calls mommy. Oh, goodness. Man. You know what happened to me? And then mom, you know what mom does? Mom sends an email. And then mom prints the email out and comes down to school and says, here, look what the... That's what it's. That's what we're doing. When I was a kid, maybe we I should like, teach I'm parents. Gonna call your dad or mom. Oh, terrified. Dad. Ter- I was terrified. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, you should do that. You should do my that. My mom's going to come in and litigate my case for me. Coming up next. Coming up. Hey, next. Uh, why is Maricopa County spending one thousand dollars per hour what? to investigate the last election? Oh next. my god. All right, Becky Lynn's 12 minutes away. I just heard from Becky. Where'd I know. Where'd she go? She'll be here for, oh, she's, she works on the show. Biggie, uh, biggie, biggie, oh, can't you see? We're 12 minutes away, the 5 o'clock KTA, our news expansion. Um, we spend a lot of money on stuff here Yeah, in Maricopa County is spending $1,000 an hour. And they're trying to figure out uh, some of the election day problems. So, we were here on election day. Uh, they we, had some problems, so that's fair to, to, to look into no some doubt of about stuff. It. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. We know the problem. You tried to feed a ballot, and for one reason or another, it, it wasn't taking the ballot. Now, I gave you my theory. It's because those some of you who wanted to go in and vote in person, and I have no problem with that, you didn't use their pens. They gave you a pen. You said, I don't trust the pen. That's why I'm here. Okay, you don't trust the pen. You brought your own pen. All right, how did that work out for you? Did, did, did you feed it? Yeah. Did you use your own pen? Yeah. I can't tell you how many pe- how many people use their own stupid pen. There's a reason they give you a pen. Oh, no. Those pens. Guess what? Oh, it's invisible ink. I'm going to vote for this, and then it's going to say the other. That's and I'm my just favorite like, thing in the world. My goodness gracious. Use the stupid pen that they give you, and then maybe that's that printer thing would have worked. Anyway, it was the tabulators, right? Um... 
So here's Maricopa County spending $1,000 an hour. They want to find out. So they've got a team of uh, a retired Arizona Supreme Court justice, an election uh, technology expert, uh, the owner of a printer supply shop, and a lawyer. Good. Let's find out what happened. Always a lawyer. I know. They're studying why ballot tabulators at polling places uh, rejected some of the voters' uh, ballots on that site. Uh, on site, I should say, during that day. Which is a good thing. We need to know why it so doesn't happen again. Yes. I also think that when we talked on that day, was it Stephen Rich we talked to? That, well, we tested it a month ago. You got to test everything the night before. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, you know, testing it is, and it wasn't Richard's fault, but, yeah. um, you know, you got to test it. You got to test it sooner, sooner than that, or you got to use the right pen. Anyway, here's the thing. It, you know, let me just bottom line it for you. Please do. Again, I'm so tired of this crap. You had every chance to vote. You had every chance to vote. If you were somebody who went and voted and the tabulator didn't take it and you decided, okay, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. uh, But my lunch, you know, I only got 20 minutes. Then you show up somewhere else and, uh uh-oh, there's a line. You had every opportunity to vote because all you had to do was take that ballot and stick it in a, a stupid little box. But you didn't trust the box. You didn't trust the pens. You didn't trust the box. You don't trust anybody. But you still want to vote. Nobody was turned away. Anyone who wanted to vote could. You just didn't want to put it in the box. Well, I don't trust the box. Well, I can't help you then. I don't know what to I, tell again, you. If you're not trusting the box, what, uh, you're not going to trust the machine. No. You're, you're, you're at a point, if you're not trusting those things, none of it matters. Because whatever happens, if your guy or gal doesn't win, hmm. you feel that it's stolen. <laughs> and I don't know how many little more lawsuits or things that are thrown out of court or almost laughed out of court we got to continue to talk about. Like, if you're an election denier, I can't help you. No. You think you're right. Okay, great. You have no proof. Oh, but no, no, no. You don't have any proof. Uh, yeah, but uh, shh, 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 shh. you don't have any. You got nothing. You got nothing. You got nothing. Your person lost because your person was probably a bad candidate and your person denied the election and your person put out the conspiracy theories. And guess what? More people voted for the other person. Yeah. Oh, but there's a conspiracy. Well, you can show me. Show me. Where is it? Well, well, I wasn't allowed to vote. No, you were. You were absolutely allowed to vote on election day. You now, were allowed to vote before election day. Right, right. So it wasn't just, I mean, you, you were you allowed voted to vote. Weeks. But right. if you feel that I can't trust the box, because what was it they said? It was a... Uh, it was a, it really box three or it whatever was, it was. What was it? It was like a container of. Yeah. yeah. What was it? It was, no, they said it was like a food container. Or something. Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. Right? It was like that, like a Tupperware thing. It was Tupperware. Yeah, it was you put Tupperware. it in the Tupperware. It's going to disappear. It's okay, not fine. Tupperware. So, you, so, so that doesn't happen. Not then, Tupperware. Then, then you don't trust the pens, and then you don't trust the, the people. Yeah, it's like, yeah, at what point? Do you go, look, and it's fair to have questions. I'm fine with that. Right. But until you bring hard proof, well, we can never bring hard proof, then why are we having a conversation? No. You're trying, it's, it's, you're trying to argue gravity. Anybody who's an election denier, you know, in, 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 that's in office, right? Or wanted to be in office. Yeah. Every time they go in front of, you know, the court and then they're like, yeah, you got to show us proof. Oh, I don't have any of that. I just, I just think that the whole thing stinks. Okay. Well, how? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Why are you here? I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to make money. By the way, those of you giving money to these grifters, shame on you. Was there really goodness gracious. Five million? Or My so goodness. For, you just, uh, why don't you throw your Gary money? Lake? Burn your money. It's better. And 250 million for Trump over all the election stuff. There's good money in denying elections. It really is.
Maybe we need to start doing that. We're not running for anything. We should start, and then when we lose by 500,000 votes, we'll say it was stolen When we tell us. everybody not to vote for us. Because <laughs> who did that? I wonder who did that. Don't vote for me if... It's a Gatos and Chad show. Good one.